All right, are we ready to go? Yeah. No, we're never ready, but let's Please. do it anyway. Hey. Well, welcome to Show Center for uh, the, the year 2020. It's hard to believe that we're really here. We actually made it to 2020. I'm Matt Jolly. Rick Peterson's there, and uh, Rob Ryder's standing by. Guys, yes. Happy New Year. Same to you. Is this not our second broadcast of the new year? Are you high? You're right. It is our second. <laughs> the other one was so memorable. Clearly, yeah. I've forgotten. <laughs> Apologies the to the God. guest. We had an attorney uh, on last time. That's right. We sure did. Trying to set up. A, oh well. Now that we know. Now that we know what the big the big Rick is. The big Rick. I'm telling you. Oh, we'll tell wow. Kenny. Wow. Standing by. Standing. In Hollywood, California. <laughs> Kenny G. Kenny G's on. Is that right? No. No, yes, we sir. don't know that. No, the request oh, has he... been made to see if Kenny G would come and be on our podcast. Are you serious? Podcast. Kenny G? I'm totally serious. Kenny G. The, he was made a year ago. He was made a living legend of aviation out in uh, Beverly Hills. And strangely enough, I had no idea, but he has, ha he has owned a de Havilland Beaver on floats for 25 years. That's the How only airplane he flies. Yeah. Yeah, that's crazy. <laughs> that's right. Golly, Kenny G. No kidding, Kenny G. Yep. So we're well, we're really well working on getting him on. Yeah. Yes, it's, we are. Well kept secret because my wife is probably his biggest fan, wow. and uh, she said I I had no idea he was he was a pilot and an aviator, and now I can happily tell her that uh, he flies a Beaver on floats yep. no less. That's very yes. Good. He and Harrison he Ford must be great. Friend. He said. He said the other day he jumped in the plane, flew someplace, played around a golf, and then came back and flew home. I mean, well, that's where he went. I love that. I flew someplace. I have no idea. There was water. I landed and played golf with people I don't know and came back. That's great. Hey, and when you're in that kind of rare air, you can do anything you darn well please. I, I right? suppose so. He's a he's a saxophonist from the, uh, the well, I guess the early nineties. Nice, where yes, he made his fame. Cool jazz. Cool he jazz. Turned it in, did cool he jazz. not turn it into the saxophone? The saxophone, yes. It's, I think that's 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 a better description. There's, you, a, there's a whole chunk of the of, of a generation right now conceived to his music. Yeah, probably so. <laughs> okay, if we get him on, you ask him about that. Rick. What was I'm it not, like to be I'm Kenny G in the, in the early 90s? Uh, it, had to be, it, it, it had to be a lot better than, than Iron Maiden probably wanted to think it was but so so well, you're out at the living legends of a the living legends of aviation i mean now think about that back in the you know back in the early days it would have been howard hughes and and uh, chuck yeager and these guys and and today you're standing shoulder to shoulder with well kenny with g kenny g let's talk about this in this week's episode a prop wash with Rick and Rob. Go ahead, Rob. Take it away. All right. Living Legends. Last week, Beverly Hills, Thursday night, Sergei Sikorsky, the grandson of Igor Sikorsky, was there. Rod Lewis of the Lewis uh, Air Legends with all of the 40-some uh, warbirds that he has and keeps them flying. Major General Patrick Brady was also honored as a living legend. He's the guy that during the Vietnam War rescued 70 soldiers, and it took three wow. helicopters to do it, and 400 holes in the helicopters after he got they got back. You guys remember Otto the Helicopter, the, oh, yeah. the original owners, Bob and Annette Hosking? Yep. Right? Yep. Their son, Craig. 
was made a living legend. He is one of the premier aerial coordinators for uh, movies in the business. He's the guy that had the up. Well, Rick, you remember the upside down landing gear. Right, he had the, on the pits here on the on the upper wing of his pit special, and I remember him at Trenton, Ontario, years ago, landing. He taxis up, inverted, like on the wheels on the on the upper part, and then this awkward thing where he tries to open the can <laughs> <It's> like, <laughs> and fall oh, out. God, don't hit the belt, and, uh, <laughs> as he spills out onto the tarmac, and then he goes heads back out and takes off again, and then lands right side up, and it, it was kind of cool. We had a guy yeah. do that with an RC airplane one time. Showed up at the field, beautiful pits, made by Byron, uh, the old Byron Originals model. And uh, the guy came in to land it upside down at this big fly-in we all had, and it was absolutely spectacular. Have you ever, you ever seen snow, a fresh snow, uh, this time of year, Mr. Peterson? You know what I'm talking about. When the wind blows just a little bit, it all kind of powders up. That's exactly what that airplane looked when it landed. It just... It just smacked the earth and it, the whole thing turned to foam it was uh well, it was absolutely spectacular would be happy to know that uh, Otto is in good hands with a, a man who is certifiably insane <laughs> how so if you've ever met brendan o'brien he oh, yeah. is kind of a cross between brendan is a cross between kent peach and um the most eccentric person in your life I think, and he is—he <laughs> has flown just about every type of aircraft there is. Uh, he's a great commentator over in Britain as well. You see him on the European circuit, and he's taken auto to a new level. He, they load more pyrotechnics on that helicopter than I've seen oh boy. at fireworks displays, <laughs> and he just has at it. And it's—it's uh, it's just entertaining to uh, to watch him fly that and his Cub, which he also. Yeah. I was going to say sets fire too, but he puts fire. On <laughs> <laughs> oh gosh, no! Don't Only give once. him any ideas. Yeah, don't give him any ideas because. Oh, a is. shout out! It's been a while. If I can tell one story off grid before we get back to the the legends thing. Yeah. He was coming back after he did the Senecal air show in Belgium. He did the the night show, and it went wrong. No. Uh, he lost lost electricity, all his electrical on the airplane to fire all of his pyrotechnics. So he had to land in the dark, no runway lights or anything there. It had gotten dark while he was still orbiting around and had to land. And I was talking to him on the PA uh, before we launch a, a quick little chat on the PA. And then, uh, you know, almost like uh, Manfred Radius's maestro music, please kind of thing. <laughs> and, uh, and then nothing. And uh, in all the nothingness, I thought, have I done something wrong? So I'll check in with him again and as I key the mic. <laughs> I kid you not, over the PA, and probably a good job that it was in English and not Flemish. <laughs> All I can hear from the cockpit is him on the radio going, Bugga! 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 <laughs> 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 and then had to ride in the car back to the hotel with him later that night, and he was just beside himself that it didn't work. Oh, that's awful. But he is the consummate pro, yes. But it was it turned out to be very funny. <laughs> Just listening to him on the radio have his meltdown. Anyway, back to the legends. Oh, and, okay. Uh, yeah. Well, also, Larry Flynn from Gulfstream uh, America uh, was honored. William Garvey, the uh, the uh, columnist, the, the, the aviation writer, and Apollo 13's Captain James Lovell. 
was also there. And and there was uh, there are other people being honored at that, one of which uh, received the Jeff Bezos Freedom's Wings Award. But Jeff Bezos, due to a scheduling conflict, was unable to be there. So they brought in God. Uh, I'm going to guess that that was Morgan Freedom. The boy. You are you are so right. <laughs> yes. Good old Morgan Freeman. You saw and, you saw your fellow Shawshank Redemption castmate uh, at breakfast oh, the yeah. following morning, didn't you? Did you right. Get caught I up. I saw him. I, oh yeah, right. I saw like I'm going to say I had one line in this movie, and I'm going to say yeah, nice to work with you. He walked right by me. I turned around, and he's saying hello to the Reverend Jesse Jackson, who was there at the Beverly Hilton as well. So uh, I was in uh, among a very distinguished company uh, all uh, the whole time I was there. It was fun, a lot of fun. Worked with Danny Clisham. He was a consummate pro. Always uh, is. Huh? Yep. Yeah. Yeah. All right. Tell tell me the story so I understand this because um, it basically was the idea was born for this out of John Travolta, who is also a living legend. He sure is. Did, what did he just annoy himself, the living legend? Like how did that happen? Well, that, that I can't tell you. I know that it took place other, it was started in Denver's where they had the first couple of them. And then they decided to move it to Hollywood. And so that there it is in the same place where they do the Golden Globe Awards at the Beverly Hilton. But uh, the Kid, Kitty Hawk uh, Foundation, which is, uh, they, they make these little like pedal planes and stuff, but they go around to different locations to try to spark the love of aviation in young people, get them thinking about it at an early age. And I think there is no better time in the world world than now to do that and so all the proceeds from this thing go to them yeah nobody nobody gets paid for this and and i did have an opportunity and i, I hate to and, you know, i don't hate to drop names but i don't mean to be to drop names to make me look good but but i got to talk to travolta and he was saying isn't this amazing talking about the event itself nobody who knows nobody cared about anything political they only cared about aviation and to celebrate what men and women in aerospace and aviation have done to to forward the whole uh, the whole concept of of people getting involved in involved in aviation so it was just a very congenial group from start to finish and is he like um when I, I ran into, um, I was going to say Steve McQueen, it wasn't Steve McQueen, it was um, Blue Eyes helping out Gap. Paul oh, Newman. Paul Newman at the racetrack. And I was warned as a track announcer at the, at the events that if you even brought up a movie, he would literally just walk away from you. <laughs> and <laughs> well, so luckily I had lots to say to him about cars. And I found my, I had like a almost an hour conversation with that man. He was generous, kind. Ah. And boy, did he know automobiles, like and racing particularly, everything, open wheel, anything about racing. So it was just, it was just wonderful to talk to him about that. Is Travolta like that? Yeah, he was, as a matter of fact. And and we got to talking a little bit, and I, and he said, I said, do you still have your 707? He said, no, I gave it to another uh, organization that is keeping it flying. He donated a 707 with Qantas on it, but he still has several other airplanes, including a Stearman and I. Th if it's not a Gulfstream, something along that line, but he also has an Eclipse jet, and he says, right now, that's my favorite, and he says he flies almost every day. Wow. There is a legend about him, Matt, you'll love this story, that uh, north of Montreal, he had friends or family up in the Laurentian area, and that he brought the 707 up and did a low and over of their cottage, and uh, and it, it, it made for spectacular uh, phone calls to the local 
Transport Canada office. There are other cottagers up there with just as much money who weren't all that impressed. And thought because it's a 707, it looks like an airline. Well, it is an airliner. Yeah. It shouldn't be 200 feet above your your thing, but it could never be proven, and it could never be proven that he was the pilot in command. So I don't know whatever happened to that story or if it's even true, but it sure was making the rounds uh, quite a few years ago in the Montreal area. And you know what? I think it may have happened. Well, Rob, I, I got to tell you, it sounds like you had a, a great time. Nobody back there was acting like a snob. That's the coolest part. Never mind snob. I want to know who got absolutely lit up, flutered yeah. Fool of themselves, because I mean, I saw the wine bottles on the tables. Uh, there you go, Peterson. Way to go. We're never going to have Kenny G on now because he doesn't kiss and tell. You know, he's not going to not going to be that guy. We'll see. If right. if you know what I'm 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 guessing he's going to say yes, and we're going to find a time that he's going to say, "Yeah, I'd love to do that with you guys," and then we can talk all sorts of stuff and talk about that his all airplane. Right. And uh, and his musical career and gosh, his son is it get involved in music too? He's a, he's working in New York as a uh, working in the craft. He's got a metal band, and uh, so anyway, that's uh, that was my experience. It was a great time. Talk oh, rebelling on your old man, Kenny G. Son's getting <laughs> okay. Yeah. Okay. Ready? His name Max G. Uh, I like it. I yeah. like it. That's, yeah. that's that's an aviator's name right there. Yeah. Okay, Rick, uh, travel story for you coming home. We're, Jill and I are on our way home. We got to Minneapolis. We go to the gate. It's been delayed get from Minneapolis to Cincinnati. So we go back to the Delta Sky Club. Then we go back to the gate, and it's delayed again. They finally put us on the airplane, and then we wait. And then we wait because we got to be de-iced. And I got out my Stratus and my iPad, and I'm looking. I says, geez, there are at least six airplanes ahead of us trying to get to this de-ice pad. And so... We finally got there, and the the captain, after it was over, said, I've been flying for Delta for 30 years. This is the longest de-ice job I've ever experienced. Going in, all these airplanes coming in were being held at 4,000 feet. They're picking up all sorts of rime ice. I was looking at the leading edge before they de-iced it, and it was, there was a bunch of stuff built up there. So it, it was tough to get the ice off. We finally got home, but we didn't get home. We were supposed to get home at 11.25, got home at 2.03 a.m., got to CVG at 2.03 a.m. Let me ask you something. Are, are you sitting in a row with three seats or just you and Jill? Three seats. Now, that, that other passenger must have just loved being with you there. Tell him, it's going to be two more hours. We're picking up Ryan at 4,000 feet. It's not looking good. We'll probably Holy get home. <laughs> did I just say Yes, you did. That would stay in. Don't you dare take that one out, Matt. Sorry. How long has it taken us? It's, we've been at this over a year now. We finally got him to drop. Oh. Hey. <laughs> So, all right. So, so I saw I in in other industry news. I got to bring this up because I think it's great. I I saw that our 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 young friend Luke Carico is actually working uh, right now somewhere down in Florida. He was doing a show well with the SOCOM guys and uh, and several other folks. I just think it's great. Uh, that has got to be one of the the earliest air shows of the year in North America. Well, is that the thing in in, in Tampa? Is that the, yeah. the something yeah. for the Pirate Festival, whatever that is? The Pirate Festival. Oh, cool. Tom Richard, you know, you should never run with a sharp object. He's flying his P-40 with a saber 
or one of those cutlasses, uh, you know, in his uh, in his safety harness. Oh, he's got the I got the pirate thing on under his helmet, anything but an eye patch, and uh, or a parrot on his on his shoulder. But they all get into it, and uh, apparently, Luke, everybody had a great time. So I was happy to see that, and that's way too early in the season for me. I like having a couple of months to just sit here and yeah, do things like this. Thank you very yeah, much. Not do yeah. much of anything. Yeah. And Skip Stewart's on his way down to Elopango, right? Yeah, and and uh, Kirby too. We talked to Kirby Chambliss last week, the show that Matt forgot, and uh, <laughs> all, all <those> true confessions, <laughs> true confessions. We went through that whole thing last week, and I didn't even get the name of the movie right. So, well, that's true. Yeah, you you uh, you kept uh, you kept it calling it something else. It's Six Underground was the name of the movie. So, well, listen. Speaking speaking of speaking of things on television screens, I want to bring somebody in here real quickly. I it just. It, to, to, to find out how she's doing, because unfortunately, she's had to listen to the three of us off and on now for several weeks, and I think she's about to go nuts. Steph, are you there? You couldn't get John Melby, could you? I couldn't get John Melby. <laughs> oh, hello. Or <laughs> couldn't get Kenny G either. Hi. But uh, yeah, Kenny G. <laughs> oh, man. <laughs> I love it. How are you guys doing? Well, I'm wonderful. You know, now that you've asked, Steph, it, it's been, no, I'm kidding. It's oh, been a long, God. cold winter. The polite winter. thing to do. The polite thing to do is say, fine, thank you, and you. <laughs> I am I am blessed, Steph. Live, laugh, and love here. That's, Live, laugh, love. That's what Live, I'm doing Live, laugh, here. and love. That's right. That's right. We, have to, we have to ask how your pilot training is going because you are learning to fly, and where are you now? I am learning to fly, and there's some really fun details behind that that we'll talk about probably in the next month or so, depending on when the air date is of this. In the short term, my head is overwhelmed, and I'm so grateful that I have people like you that I can constantly message and ask for little things. When you're trying to learn how to fly and you are doing your ground school with self-study, it, it's a challenge. And one of the things that is helping my success, like everything in life, is the fact that I've, I'm surrounded by people who know how to do this. So when I run into a challenge understanding, you know, angle of attack or um, understanding maneuvering airspeed and how those two things relate. If, you, if you've never had any exposure to that, I've got people I can ask. And then additionally, oh my gosh, I hit, uh, I'm doing this 40s online ground school course, which by the way, gentlemen, your voice in my ears brings me joy. When I have to hit the section about METARs and TAF, and I'm trying to learn an entirely new language in the 26 minutes <laughs> that I've got to learn it, it makes me happy that you guys are a part of the process. So that part's really well, cool. But holy smokes, there's a lot of information. Well, yeah, and the, and the truth on that is is that Ryder's been doing that since I, I... I can remember picking up VHS tapes with young Rob Ryder on those. <laughs> now, Matt, yeah. I want to see that. Well, the dip, the difference is now that uh, Matt and I have no idea what we're reading about. We <laughs> That's just read. right. <laughs> That's not true. <laughs> That's not, but the cool, it really, Stephanie. That you're you're so right, and it's really fun for me to have had the opportunity when when forties were saying we need to get a couple of new voices. I said, I got two for you right now, and their names are Peterson and Jolly. <laughs> And yeah. uh, that has worked out famously for sporties, and so we're helping. It, we can help you uh, learn to fly along the way. So we're we're pleased to work best, with sporties pilot shops. The best shops. is how they have absolutely, and the, the best is how they've assigned uh, Matt in particular. Because what will happen is Rob is you will deliver the primary uh, lesson, 
Rick Peterson often comes in with the longer sort of, hey, here's some additional considerations. And Matt's segment, when Matt comes in, Matt's like, the, all right, it's almost like he's lighting a cigar and he's like, all right, I'm going to tell you the real deal. Here's, here's what's really going to happen in an emergency situation. Like, it, is, it is a wonderful, I think because I know you guys, I'm allowed to sort of anthropomorphize those lessons, but that's how I envision it in my head. Matt Jolly sitting around the ranch saying, you know what? Here's what's really going to happen in an emergency. <laughs> so I love it, guys. While he's sipping a fine bourbon, while I'm sipping a yeah. fine scotch, and while Rob is enjoying his Shirley Temple. <laughs> as long as you're wearing pants, I'm okay with it. Well, well never mind. That's <laughs> why it's radio, Steph. And, and I know Let's it's the, the same because... For so many years, you stood behind a desk. We have no idea what was... Uh, you could have been wearing jeans <laughs> or shorts behind that desk when you were working at KGW. Well, Rob, I told you there was three months there where I refused to wear shoes, which I know is completely random, but finally my boss, she was like, Steph, you got to put shoes on. I'm like, well, why? Like, what's different? She's like, well, sometimes, sometimes we can see that you're not wearing shoes. I was like, okay. So, you know, you pick your battles. But you're right, you're right. The good news is, Rob... You look fantastic on camera. Uh, you represent yourself well. It's definitely Thank fun, you. you know, to see you in the videos. And yes, I can confirm if you do the sporties online ground school course, uh, Mr. Rob Ryder does in fact wear pants. They didn't meet us until the Sun and Fun, uh, and uh, after meeting us, uh, they have yet to put Matt or me on camera. That's right. <laughs> A face for radio, as they say. <laughs> afraid so well listen Steph uh, when you finish that up we'll take you out for a hundred dollar hot dog and get a hold of yes indeed America's Hit favorite it. breakfast hot dog the Big Rick now available at Friendly Jerry's in Hell's Kitchen downtown New York New York uh, home of the Big Rick a, a Canadian inspired large hot dog with a giant wiener made in Canada. That's no joke, is it, Rick? Yep. Samara. No, it's uh, wrapped, in, wrapped in Canadian bacon, drizzled with some maple syrup, and a nice pepper cheese. And it's all, of course, wrapped in an egg as well, one fried egg. And it's uh, that is the big Rick. And it's been available on the breakfast menu since uh, last Saturday. So yeah. have at it. At Friendly Jerry's. Served with a side of nitroglycerin. Yeah, maybe. <laughs> That's right. Sure. <laughs> yeah. For your cardiologist approval there. Just put That's... that under your tongue and chow down. There you go. <laughs> <laughs> the ultimate condiment for the big rig. you got to be careful how you say that, you know, but uh, there you go. Oh, yeah. Yeah, you do. <laughs> Especially there. <laughs> Hell's Kitchen. And you know what? It's only two blocks away from the Intrepid Air and Space Museum. Yeah, absolutely. My favorite, though, is Rob Carlson. Poor Rob Carlson got off his his airliner and uh, walked over there in his pilot coat. And he said, I realized walking in there that an overcoat was a bad decision. <laughs> <laughs> so, oh, man. Well, our thanks to Friendly Jerry. <laughs> Steph, our thanks to you for coming on uh, just out of the blue and checking in. It's always good to hear your voice and uh, wish you the treat. best of luck. Yeah, seriously, best of oh, luck. Oh, and with by the way, stuff. with her there, that reminds me, Steph, that the regionals are all coming up, and we encourage uh, International Council of Airshow members and those participating in the air show industry to uh, take a look at your regionals, right? Up up in the northwest, the southwest, and now the, the uh, east, south, southeast, and northeast. Yes, <laughs> so I represent the Northwest Council of Air Shows. I am the vice president currently on the board, and we've got our regional up in B.C., 
in uh, mid-March. And we hope you'll all attend. We put a lot of work and effort, as do all the regionals, into our programming to make it beneficial to the membership year-round. Yeah, and the uh, European Council is uh, having theirs as well. So everything's everything's shaping up for a great season. Okay. Good deal. Thanks, Steph. Glad to hear your voice, Cheers. and I hope you come back on another time. Thanks again, Steph. I'd love to. Thanks, guys. Bye. All right. Bye. So there, there you go. She's she's doing well with her flight training. Uh, what else do we have, uh, Rick? Well, we found something. There's, I think, Kenny G. When you're talking to him, Rob, you should. Um, bring up the fact that with Sean D. Tucker's new act, that perhaps he do something. Oh, boy. Or it, because I forget whose mother it was that was getting her hair done the other day, that blue rinse thing that they get mm. done. It could take a while. It might have even been my mom was saying to me that they, 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 they were, anyway, getting their hair done, and whoever went in went to pick somebody up and said, uh, oh, my God, that's familiar music. Uh, this is Sean D. Tucker. Do you have any of Sean's music there, Matt? I, I got it's a little bit here, but, yeah. Just the taste. Just enough to yeah, keep us out of the You're talking about this, this, this one. Uh, this one. We all know it. That's it. Now, yeah. we've heard that for years <clears throat> and years. When that comes on, you know, Sean, D., well, the challenger is now going to be in the Smithsonian, so things change up this year. But uh, I had no idea, so I shazammed it myself to be sure. But apparently, when when this person asked, "What, what, who is, what music is that?" You're listening to Sean D. Tucker's, and they said, "No, we've got a Yanni CD on." Yanni, yeah. Sean's been flying to Yanni all these years. Yep, I tried to get him to change once. He didn't. He didn't want to do it. Well, I think that's a great opportunity then for Kenny G. The other. The other, uh, you know, uh, curly-haired guy from the '90s that plays the saxophone. This this could be a battle of of '90s smooth. What did you call it, Rob? Smooth jazz. Smooth jazz. I never well, thought of I, Sean I, as I, a as a honey guy, though. I just had no idea. Yeah, no idea. I thought it was a. I thought it was something they had made some commercial yeah, track. That I did too. Because it, it does fit over the years. It's just been wonderful. You know, it just it worked, yeah. and he's made his song and not Yanni. I don't, you know, see him climbing out of the cockpit with long, dark locks and swooning yeah. all the ladies. He's, uh, you know, it's just not that look, but it really suited the flying. I, well, speaking if, of, uh, if, Kenny, way, if Kenny crawled out of a beaver, though, and uh, played that saxophone as Sean and Jesse were flying, I mean, that could be magic. Um, um, speaking of music, though, Bruce Dickinson, you, you mentioned... Uh, Iron Maiden off the top. Uh, yeah. Bruce Dickinson, who is no stranger to Warbirds and flies the 747 and the uh, the band around and everything, was made an honorary colonel, if you will, of uh, one of the uh, the London squadron over in England this week. Yeah, I think it's great. Uh, one, of the, one of the things he did for the Very military cool. over there was uh, charter a 707 and fly all the pilots home from Afghanistan, the RAF pilots. And um, that's the kind of guy he is. So Bruce... Yeah. Uh, Put on you, and when you come back to Canada, and he hangs out at the uh, Canadian Warplane uh, Heritage Collection at um, uh, Hamilton, and often up in the Northwest Territories, hanging out with the Ice Pilot guys, Brian, and then uh, and the rest of the team up there. So uh, he he gets around, and he loves the big round engines. That's great. Well, have we offended enough people? Today, I mean, I have, but I do have a question though about uh, uh, something you posted on Facebook 
uh, somebody's work been working on on your chipmunk, your de Havilland chipmunk. Fill us in on the the status of your airplane. Yeah, well, it's it's like any great British design or Canadian design, inspired by the British. It's still broken. It'll be flying soon. Another another year and a half or so. It'll be it'll be going. Yeah, Larry Kelly and Tom Riley were down here. They're chipping away at it. If those if those two guys can't fix it, it, it can't be fixed. Are you going ADSB compliant? Is that what you're working on? I can't even spell ADSB. <laughs> okay, well, well, there you go. And you do. You're going to want to do a GoFundMe right away. That's right. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, no, I've got I've got something that I'm going to put on the tail. Hey, by the way, though, I, no joke, no joke. The big news for 2020: Skipper Heil and Buck Roteman teaming up with the Formation Act. Yeah, that would be fun. We're, we're gonna we'll have them we'll have them on nope. next week or something. That'll be fun. What do they fly? Well, that's I can't I can't spill the beans. Oh, it's something. And how about that Learjet that you got, Rick? Yeah, uh, Michelle found the Michelle, uh, Yeah, I was gonna break that to you a little, you know, gently. Yeah, but apparently he is he There's is Peterson out. on the tail. I'm I'm jealous. Yeah, well. If I had a Mac dealer as big as he does, I'd probably have one too. <laughs> is it done yet? Have, seriously though, have we? Have we? I think, I we, think, we, I think we checked all the boxes. Oh yeah, we, we we're, just, we're I didn't be, know Steph was coming. That was tr- that was a treat. That was a big yeah. treat. Well, we're going to be sued by everybody. We're going to be sued by everybody. I yeah, just, probably so. All right, so long, I think guys. My real name is Rick Peterson. Have fun with good luck. I'm up here in Canada. Stay out. Get-